show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. I had a little drink about an hour ago and it's gone right to my head. Wherever I may roam, on land or sea or foam, you can always hear me sing this song. Show me the way to go home. Hello. And welcome to the virtual pub for some drinks, trivia and social history with absolutely no tasting notes. I'm Tim and I'm joined by my drinking buddy, Illyri. Except that that was all a complete lie because we're not in the virtual pub. No, we're um, not. Do you want to explain what's, what the hell's what's happening? We're in hell. <laughs> um, so yeah, reluctantly we're drinking gin and tonic. We are in a small room in Liverpool for Eurovision. Yeah. Um, it's day three, four? Four. Lost time. I don't know. We've lost a day. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think, I don't need to give any more context. We're a mess. So, obviously this is the end of year three. This is our annual pub quiz where we test each other's knowledge of things we've learned over the past year of episodes. But due to scheduling let's just say <laughs> we have somehow landed with having to do this the night after semi-final two and to be honest this is the most hanging we've ever been doing one of these episodes ever. and it's it's always the booziest episode the fucking quiz we've 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 already been embroiled in a eurovision scandal do you want to explain that one <laughs> Um, I think we also have to have, we have a live audience. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yes. We've also got a small live audience today as well. Uh, of appreciative people. Hi, audience. Hello. Um, okay, explain the scandal we've been embroiled in. Uh, we brought Croatia, in a nutshell. We um, we were at a drag bar on, again, I've lost track of what day it was, but at some point this week, we were in a drag bar with the Croatian entrance, um, and it was three tequilas for six pounds, and... We destroyed them to the point that they pulled out of all of their media appearances <laughs> since. <laughs> Nobody has seen Croatia since we broke them with tequila. It, li- it literally made the news. <laughs> Croatia is ill, official. <laughs> and we were like, oh no, we know what happened. <laughs> um, so yeah, at the time of recording, they yeah. are still due to perform on Saturday. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> if not, this is incriminating evidence. Um Okay, so we are going to ask each other questions about the episodes, but before we get there, I thought we should do just a little bit of Eurovision trivia. Oh, are you going to, like, triv me? No, 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 don't oh, worry. You can, fine. you can like, sit back for five minutes and, and pretend chill. Pretend to drink this gin. Pretend to drink that gin and tonic. Um, so, first of all, this is the first year that New Zealand have launched a bid to enter the Eurovision Song Contest. Did oh, you know this? No, obviously didn't go well. <laughs> um, so, it's a comedy single from a band called Two Hearts, and this actually comes courtesy not of like the New Zealand broadcasters, but the brewery Yeasty Boys. Oh, so Yeasty Boys. Yeah, I know them. Yeah, they're kind of they're based around me actually in in Bermondsey. It's this New Zealand brewery, and um, they've started a petition to urge organisers to let New Zealand join the contest. Uh, he did a, an interview with Enemy where he said, "We've become big Eurovision fans since arriving here in the UK." But we miss having our own country to cringe at while simultaneously supporting unwaveringly. Mm. I was the youngest of five kids, and whenever my older siblings went to gigs, I was too young to join them. Australia being in Eurovision when New Zealand hasn't been invited gives me the same vibes, and I don't like it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they got FOMO. <laughs> yeah, they got massive FOMO. New Zealanders grow up with a sense of social justice being very important, and Australia being invited to Eurovision without New Zealand is like inviting someone to your wedding but not giving them a plus one. Everyone loves New Zealand. 
<laughs> Bold statement. Everyone loves New Zealand and finds us cute and non-threatening, and that makes us a sure thing for doing well in the public vote. I mean, who really likes Australia? Wow. <laughs> Do you want... Can I, can I read you some of the lyrics? And look it up afterwards, because it is really good tune. Okay. The lyrics go, We're not bluffing, we'll be stunning. You got space, you kicked out the Russians. You want beers, we'll bring a dozen. Let us into Eurovision. <laughs> it's, yes. it's called Eurovision. <laughs> Oceans may divide us, but you should still invite us. There's Europe deep inside us, thanks to the colonisers. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's a really good, good track. I recommend looking it up. Um, second drinks Eurovision thing. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a coffee ro- roastery. Is that a word? Roastery uh, in Liverpool. That's a different podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so neighbourhood coffee in Liverpool has uh, tried to cash in with some marketing bullshit, and they have created four roasts inspired by Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Water brew. No pass. Yep. Hard rock halibruya. <laughs> Smash. Yeah. This one's the worst. Space barista. <laughs> that, that, they, like, they got halfway through thinking about that and they went, oh, that'll do. Um, but they've also got Drink About Things, named after the Think About Things song by Daddy Freya. Daddy. Who we saw yesterday. Yes. Um, I'm not going to go into the weird story about my sinuses. <laughs> you can edit that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> and I very well might. Um, yeah, we saw him yesterday who's giving out ice creams yeah. in central Liverpool. He had his own little daddy... Um, Ice cream van. Oh, daddy, and your cream. Yeah. Um, Bucks Fizz. <laughs> Bucks Fizz, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, is made from two parts sparkling wine, typically champagne, to one part orange juice. It is not champagne. Well, it, it can be made from any sparkling wine, yeah. but it is traditionally champagne. You get that shit for like you eight don't quid. Have, eight you quid don't at have Tesco, champagne. that's not champagne. Well, it's, maybe we have different standards <laughs> Bucks Fizz. <laughs> Um, it's it's essentially the same as Mimosa. The International Bartenders Association um, says that they're the same thing. Fancy. So Mimosa or Bucks Fizz. Um, it's named not after the band. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's named after the London Bucks Club, okay. where it's said to have been served first in 1921 by mm-hmm. a barman called uh, Malachi McGarry, who also features in the works of P.G. Woodhouse as the barman of the books clubs, who's a real person and a fictional person at the same time. Mm. Um, older recipes say that it um, has grenadine in it as an ingredient, which you tend not to see these days, mm. um, and maybe some additional ingredients from the books club that have remained secret. The band uh, was, was named after the drink because <laughs> um, they liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin, Martin said, I like the drink, so I've, I've named after that. They were formed specifically for Eurovision in 1981. They weren't a band before it. Consisting of Bobby G, Cheryl Baker, Mike Nolan, and Jay Aston. Uh, obviously famous for the skirt ripping. Uh, I was going to say fiasco. <laughs> for, uh, t- there's a word in my head that's not coming out, but it's. I'm going to say fiasco. Stunt. Um, yeah, stunting, stunting pretty. Hmm. Uh, so they they created this uh, uh, this act with making your mind up, and entered it into Song for Europe. They won in Dublin with only four points over Germany. Ooh. So it was a close contest. The lineup has changed a few times over the years. Jay Aston quit in 1985, was replaced by Shirley Preston. And now there are two versions of the band. So there's Bucks Fizz, which is Bobby G and his wife Heidi, and two other singers, it says. So I think they're interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, Cheryl Baker and Nolan and Aston are touring as The Fizz. So it was like a copyright battle thing. There were two versions of it. It's kind of like Sugar Babes. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar. 
I don't think the sugar babes ever rip their skirts off though. It's not really their vibe. No, they're, they're more like put rip on a hoodie. Rip each other's faces off. <laughs> rip each other's faces off. They rip each other's faces off and put a new one on. Next. <laughs> um, one more thing. Uh, Alcohol is free is probably I think oh, one of the more yeah. well-known boozy songs from Eurovision. It was yeah. 2013 Greek entry from Cosmostra and Agatolis Yakovidis. They came sixth. It's a mix of ska and punk and a rebetico, which is like a sort of Greek urban music style. Mm-hmm. Um, and the chorus was in English, the rest was in Greek. They were wearing kilts. It was actually about the Greek government debt crisis, which they weren't brought in 2013, but all we remember is alcohol is free. <laughs> they got 12 points predictably from Cyprus, but also from the glorious San Marino. Uh, and their next highest marks came from Albania, Armenia, Russia, and of course... The UK. Of course. Because we enjoyed the alcohol is free bit. Alcohol is free, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Of course, drinking games happen throughout Eurovision. Any favourites? Any favourite drinking games or rules along with Eurovision? Um, I remember one year, it was the year they introduced um, the sing-along, like hit the red button to get the lyrics. Mm -hmm. That year got particularly messy because... Um, we had this drinking game where you had to learn, like you were assigned your country well in advance, you had to learn it and you had to sing along with it. And it was really harsh, the rule, because it was basically, if you didn't sing it in the in the language or whatever, you had to just finish your drink by the end of the song. Um, and it was like a dirty pint that we'd make for the song as mm-hmm. well. And it was like, you know, fine for people who've got UK or anyone singing in English, but then anyone trying to sing like Ukrainian. And I remember also, <laughs> it was the Yukon Shita one. And the guys that were trying to sing Kachita did not do well. <laughs> it was in English, but they just failed miserably to try and match Kachita. You um, you famously have some really interesting pronunciations throughout this podcast yeah. of various foreign words. I can't imagine you did well. Um, no, I had the UK. I can't remember the song. It was that... Um, what was his name? Ben... Oh, memory. Okay. Um, yeah. Ben. Oh yeah, we all remember Ben. ben that, that guy, it was just like a really boring guy singing a ballad. Um, I can't remember, yeah, but I did Facts. right. Great. <laughs> what about you? Um, You're drinking... So I think cliche beer. bingo is always a good one. Where you write down a grid of things that always pop up and when they do happen, mm-hmm. you, you cross it off and if you get a line, you do a shot. So, you know, things like someone wears silver, something very gay happens, something political happens, those kinds of things. Yeah. But... If you are playing the game where you drink if they reference a drink, then here's what's coming up this year. Uh-huh. For Armenia, future lover, you've got to down a smoothie. Easy start. Okay, yeah. Italy, do a vitae. He mentions coffee with lemon. So we're having a nice breakfast so far. Yeah. Then when we want to spice things up in the afternoon, we've got Denmark, breaking my heart, mentions red wine. Okay. Austria, who the hell is Edgar? Gas station champagne. Oh, yeah. Which I think is a good one. Like, you know you're getting into the evening when you've got yes. gas station champagne. But here we go. If you really want to hit it hard, you know you've got to go to Finland. Uh, Finland's cha-cha-cha. cha-cha-cha. It mentions champagne, beer, and pina colada. Oh, which God, I think... great, isn't he? You've got to mix it all in one, <laughs> haven't you? <laughs> he is great. Um, Austria are going first tonight, so we are kicking off with champagne tonight. We are kicking off with gas station champagne. If you want to hit it really, really hard, then uh, Cyprus mentions gasoline. So you could right, yeah. you could always have that as a as an option as well. <laughs> All right, are you suitably lubed up for a quiz? Should we? You've not had a single sip I of have. The G&T. I have. Well, you weren't paying attention, but I did. I'm not chugging it like you are, but I have. <laughs> All right, are you ready for some questions? Oh, <sighs> yeah. the rules this year. So, oh yeah, we always change it up a little bit. Yeah. 
This year, we're going to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. If you get it right, it's two points. Yes. If you need more help, you get a multiple choice option. Yes. And then it's one point if you get it. Yes. But if you get it wrong, penalty shot. And this year, I mean, (laughs) just a reminder, we're really hanging. So this is is quite a risk. But um, I brought a selection of Scandinavian... (laughs) Spirits All I can see back from my travels in a large font in front of me is sixty percent vol. Yeah, so <laughs> I was I've been in I've been in Scandinavia recently. I brought back some cloudberry liqueur, some aquavit, which is like a sort of herbal vodka, and then uh, it's actually Norwegian but sort of Finnish inspired vodka, which is sixty percent volume. So can we're I... going to progress from one to the other if you get it wrong. Just for for the case of people listening, it's not even one pm. Just want to point that out as well. <laughs> Scheduling. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Sure. Because yeah. I'm going to go first. Right. Our first episode of year three was about yeah. glass. Okay. Your question is, how long have people been chugging drinks out of boot-shaped drinking vessels? <laughs> Since when have people been drinking out of boots? Uh, the... Can I, like, do you want a specific date or can I go with, like, a century? No, you can or... go with an era. Okay, um, I'm going to say the 18th century. Okay, you're wrong. Fuck. <laughs> so, would you like the multiple choice? <laughs> yes, please. Is it A, since the First World War in France? Is it B, since the English Enlightenment? Is it C, since the Italian Renaissance? Or is it D, since Bronze Age Germany? I'm going to say since the war. You're wrong. It was Bronze Age Germany. Although modern glass boot vessel stories go back about 100 years in Germany, there are archaeological sites in the region where they have found ancient remains of boot drinking vessels. So I'm afraid that is a lovely cloudberry uh, liqueur shot for you, my dear. Thanks. Strong start. (laughs) Only only another 20 episodes or so to go. Yeah. I think it's 12 questions each, so I'm going to be doing 12 shots. (laughs) There you go. Thanks, hon. Yeah, no worries. Oh, I'm going to have to, like, really mentally push down the urge to be sick. <laughs> oh, yes. Lovely. Thanks. Your question. It's from our SAP episode. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember I told you about a lovely blog I'd found of a lady that had um, black walnut trees in her garden? Yeah. And she used to go out to tap them. Mm-hmm. She um, specified there's a particular kind of, there's like an optimum weather condition that you need in order to go and harvest the black walnut tree sap. Mm-hmm. What is the conditions that you need? Cloudy with a chance of meatballs? No? <laughs> <laughs> That's very specific, I've no idea. Okay. Give um, me some multiple choices, please. Multiple choice. Um, is it A, it has to be done after the first frost? Is it B... You need some cold nights followed by some warm days. Is it C, it needs to be overcast? Or is it D, you need rain for at least 24 hours before? I'm going to go for after the first frost. You are wrong. Oh, no. Okay, we we started strong. It was, um, you need a series of cold nights followed by warm days. Okay, great. Enjoy your cloudberry liqueur. Thank you, I will. Oof. Yep, there's a reminder of last night. 
Okay, next question was our episode on smuggling. Mm-hmm. Your question is, where would you find the Museum of Smuggling? Oh, Jesus. I thought I was going to nail this one because I'm really into the smuggling one. <laughs> you love a bit of smuggling? Yeah. As we noticed, yes. going to the Eurovision Village yesterday when you concealed two pouches of gin in your tits. <laughs> Stop with the discrimination. <laughs> um, right, um, where is the Smuggling Museum? I'm going to say... It's in France. Okay. Multiple choice time. Is it <laughs> the Isle of Purbeck in Dorset? Is it Jamaica Inn in Bodmin Moor? Is it Brandy Point in Dover? Or is it your mum's bra? Oh. A low blow. Yeah. Um, Brandy Point. <laughs> no. I, Fuck. That's completely fictional. I made that one up. It's Jamaica Inn in Bodmin Moor. Oh. The the old traditional Jamaica Inn from the uh, Daphne du Maurier novel, which is a real place. I thought you threw that in as a as a curveball because it came up in our haunted episode. Yeah, no. Shit. Um, so I made up Brandy Point. Uh, Isle of Purbeck in Dorset is the inspiration for Enid Blyton and yeah. all her stupid famous five books. <laughs> And that also reminded me, do you remember, I told you, there was a Famous Five musical stage version that starred yes. John Lee from S Club. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid that's another shot and we're onto the Aquavit already. We're not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing well at all. No, zero that's things funny. correct so far. I don't know why I'm trying to smell it. I can't smell anything. <laughs> small shot probably wise what percentage is this 41 great <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrendous <laughs> I quite like it no that's very medicinal oh next question yep episode was booze for good mm. um so we said we would we'd try and get our British Innkeepers Association level two qualification. <laughs> yes. Um, you were more up for it than I. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I give you a condition. I was just like, yes, we can get our, our qualification, but on this one condition. What was my condition? It was that we drink while we're doing the exam. Damn it, yes, you're Two right. Two points! <laughs> because I remember, you, you can do the exam online, you only have to watch a few videos, and once you've got your licence, it you don't need to renew it, it lasts forever, and yeah. then you can be an official innkeeper. Yeah, and we were like, yeah, okay, let's just get drunk and do it. Yeah, okay. Shit. I, I don't know where I'm going to record the fact that I've got two points, but I'm going to. <laughs> Because this is important. <laughs> Might be the only points we get. <laughs> two to me. Two points to me. Two shots for you. <laughs> right. Next episode was... Well, we did a double episode themed on frozen iced drinks, ice, etc, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, this is close to home for you. Because uh, it's something your dog has. Well, broadly speaking. But what term describes the compulsive eating of ice or iced drinks? Pika. Pika is the broad term for eating things that you shouldn't be eating. Mm -hmm. But specifically, ice. There's a term for it. Oh, fuck off. I'll give you partial credit for pika. (laughs) 
I don't know. Do you want I, the, I need the multiple choice. Multiple choice. Is it Phagoarctica, Pagophagia, Mesohydric, or the Crunchy Munchies? <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> The second one. Yes. Yes. It is pagophagia. Oh, I still wanted to get that right because I do not want that sixty percent vodka. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's one point for you. Well done. Thank God. How is your dog with Pika? <laughs> um, not well. He's he's fine, but he just still keeps eating things. The latest one is we have um put poured concrete into the floor of the garage because we renovated it, and he likes to go in there and lick the concrete dust off the floor. <laughs> That's his new jam. <laughs> um, moving on. Yep. Oh, I know you're going to get this one right because we talked about it yesterday and I haven't had time to change my question. <laughs> <laughs> um, the aging episode when we celebrated how old you is, mm-hmm. um, why was I left speechless during that podcast? <laughs> because of the way I ended the episode. Yes. Which, to be specific, and get the uh, the chicken hooter ready because i ended it with and so our glasses have run as dry as nordman's yeah <laughs> sea bombs sea bombs yeah and uh, if you listen to the episode there's about a minute of you Just not quite getting over it at the at the end of the episode because your mum listens to this podcast mm. hi mum <laughs> <laughs> another two points to me thank you very much you're welcome uh next episode was leafy which you forgot to turn up to, so I did by myself, yes. because it's about memory loss. Um, so, when alcohol affects the memory, what part of the brain is it inhibiting? The hippocampus. Yeah, I also mentioned this a lot yesterday. Yes! Two points, hippocampus. I can't believe of all things, that's the one you remember. <laughs> the irony. Uh, my, my options, by the way, were amygdala, hippocampus, cortex and piscis. The first three are parts of the brain, but piscis is Latin for fish. (laughs) (laughs) Although I did mention goldfish actually can, do have pretty good memories. They can remember their way through mazes for months and they recognise friends years later as well. And the hippocampus is named after the seahorse, which it resembles. Did not know that. Yeah. Fun fact. Um, On to our Buckfast episode. Apologies again, Scotland. It's awesome. Um... We talked about um, the first of its kind, the UK's first venue in a can, the Iron Brew can stage. Mm. It was called the Canned Laughter stage. Um, we obviously had already been to um, Edinburgh Fringe before recording that episode. Yes. And so I told you about that and we were like, oh shit, I didn't even know about that. Mm-hmm. And you pointed out, you were like, actually, we wouldn't have come there. Mm-hmm. Why? Oh, because it was like up and coming TikTok comedians, and I have absolutely no time for that. Yes. I didn't think you'd get that one. Uh, that's another two points for me. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. Uh, the next episode was on bitter. Okay. Simple question What does ESB stand for? ESB. ESB. The clue is definitely that the episode was about bitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. ESB. Yeah, stop saying ESB. I don't know. We're extra salty bitches. I don't know. 
<laughs> shall, I, shall I give you the multiple choice? Yes. Is it A, English style bitter? Mm. Is it B, English special bitter? Is it C, extra special bitter? Or is it D, enemas for special bum holes? <laughs> I think it's the third one. You are partially correct. The answer is actually A and C. Oh. It's English style bitter or extra special bitter. They're different drinks with the same acronym. So I'm going to give you one point. No penalty shot. Thank you. I'm going to let you get away with it just because I pity you. Really appreciate that. Um, at all times. <laughs> Um, your next question is from our Peru episode. Mm-hmm. What does matacoy mean? Matacoy means death to guinea pigs. Yes! Uh, because Peruvians hate guinea pigs. Yeah. <laughs> they eat them. They do eat them. They love eating them. And I think it's... Do you know? Do you remember the context of oh, matacoy? Of course I don't. Oh, great. <laughs> great question research there for me. <laughs> Heard a word, wrote it down. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a, if I remember rightly, it's a brand of um, spirit. It's a brand of, of alcohol. It's not oh. Pisco. It uh-huh. was an, it was another one that they kind of brew there locally. Okay. Ferment there. Okay, next question. You mentioned earlier, haunted pubs. Yes. Uh, are ghosts real? No, that's not your question. It's, which criminal is said to haunt the Spaniards Inn in Hampstead, which was immortalised in Charles Dickens' novel, The Pickwick Papers? Jack the Ripper. You might need uh, multiple choice. Yeah. And that might have eliminated one of the multiple choices by me saying that. Is it A, Jack the Ripper? No. (laughs) Is it B, Spring-Heeled Jack? Is it C, Dick Francis? Or is it D, Dick Turpin? This is this is for the sixty percent vodka. <laughs> I'm gonna go with some dick, obviously. Mm-hmm. But which one? What about the quiz, though? <laughs> <laughs> I've got an audience to choose from. Um, dick Francis. <laughs> dick Francis was a jockey who wrote <sighs> horse-based crime novels. <laughs> Dick Turpin is said to haunt the upstairs while his horse his horse Black Bess roams outside and the bar area is covered by black dick. So you were right in that there was a bunch of dicks there, but you yeah. got the wrong one. You chose a, a novel. And that, my friend, is the 60% vodka. Enjoy. <laughs> Dear me. <laughs> <laughs> This is how I teach people <laughs> with severe alcohol punishments if they don't learn. It's the smallest. It's a, it's a tiny shot. But I'm going to let it slide. Oh, it's going to be like paint stripper. Okay. Yep. Down the hatch. Chin chin. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Ah, yep, next. Oh, sorry, I can't see. (laughs) You are crying. (laughs) I need a moment. Breathe through it, hun, breathe. I've literally cleared my sinuses, though. (laughs) Yeah, that and Daddy Freya. (laughs) I can can breathe. (laughs) 
broken our audience as well <laughs> yeah, as Croatia. Yeah, audience is broken. Royalty. Yep. <laughs> I was drinking a cup of tea for the royalty episode. Yeah. But mm. what was my drinking vessel? It was a llama mug. Oh, you bitch. How? <laughs> How? <laughs> He got so angry just then. <laughs> that was genuine rage. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, that's another two points to me. And I still haven't even had the Aquavit. You know? <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. I honestly can't oh, tell you why I try I remember and do that. the like, most mundane questions. I know. Things that you shouldn't notice. I know. You're a witch. Tricks. I am a witch. <laughs> right. Next episode is on nuts. <laughs> um, your question is... What is Disarono principally made from? <gasps> I know this one. It is apricot kernels. Yes. Yes. It's yeah, apricot stones. Yes. So happy. Correct. <laughs> um, as we know, apricot stones clearly not nuts. Yeah. Uh, they are droops. Yeah. Um, as are almonds, which Sorry. I still laugh at droops. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, obviously people think it's it's an almond liqueur and they think it's made of almonds, yeah. which are droops, not nuts. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Disarone specifically actually uses apricot kernels. <sighs> so Two points. So pleased with myself. Well done, dear. I think the vodka helped you. I think yeah. it sorted you out, actually. Oh, sinuses. Um, animals episode. Mm -hmm. um, what do the... Sorry, I'm reading the wrong question. <laughs> animals. Um, hamsters love booze. You told us that in the yes. uh, episode. Um, their preference is to drink an amount that is the equivalent of a human drinking how many bottles of wine a Ooh, day? I think it was something like 15 bottles of wine. Close but no cigar. Okay, give me some multiple choice. Multiple choice, where are we? Um, we have, oh shit, <laughs> eight, 15. <laughs> <laughs> yep. B, 17. Yeah. C, 19. D twenty one. So lots of variation in that then. Yeah. Um, I'll go the next one up. Then I'll say seventeen. Nope, it's twenty one bottles oh, of wine. No. Imagine drinking twenty one bottles of wine a day. That's a hamster's preference. That's what happened to Croatia. <laughs> <laughs> right, aquavit time. <sighs> okay, here we go. That's horrible stuff. I think that's worse than the sixty percent. I like it. Sorry, quite enjoy it. Um, okay, the champagne episode is next. Oh God, we were quite drunk in that one. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> um, that was because we were face to face again. Yeah, we got. This is. Away. The, I think this is the common factor. Whenever we do one face to face, it's usually a bit of a mess. Yeah. All right, champagne. Where do most champagne-related deaths occur? Oh God. Is it at weddings? Yes. Yes. Oh, sorry, I'm not getting <laughs> Really, really cheering the death of people at weddings there. Um, <laughs> thanks for that one. Yeah, um, champagne has three times more carbonation than beer, and the pressure in a champagne bottle is about three times the amount of pressure of car tyres. Mm -hmm. When popped, a champagne cork reaches a velocity of 24.8 miles per hour. Because of that, you're more likely to die from a champagne-related incident than from a venomous spider bite. Nearly a third of champagne deaths occur at weddings. Uh, champagne news came out in the past week. Mm. Like, well, about two weeks ago. We now know why the bubbles are straight. Like, why they... Not as in not homosexual, but like... <laughs> why, 
<laughs> Clearly, champagne is quite gay as a, so as a drink. But the, why the bubbles go up straight rather than move about. Uh-huh. So, uh, Professor Roberto Zeni, writing in one of my favourite journals, The Physical Review Fluids, um, <laughs> he and his colleagues in the US and France, uh, so they came to their conclusions by conducting experiments in which nitrogen bubbles were introduced to a tank filled with a mixture of water and glycerin. He said, our intuition from studying bubble dynamics is that bubbles rising in line do not follow a straight line. They wake behind each bubble. The wake behind each bubble knocks out the trailing bubble behind to the side. The usual trait is down to particular ingredients in champagne that only give it flavour. Not only give it flavour, I've read this really badly, haven't I? Yeah. Let's <laughs> <sighs> take a breath. Okay. <coughs> the unusual trait is down to particular ingredients in champagne that not only give it flavour but attach to the bubbles, changing the motion of the fluid immediately behind them as they rise and hence allowing the bubbles to form a chain. These molecules which attach to the bubble surface induce changes in the wake which in turn cause the bubbles to not be uh, knocked out from the inline configuration. The authors say that the straight lines of tiny bubbles within champagne are down to flavour molecules such as fatty acids within the drink that have surfactant properties. When these molecules attach to the surface of a bubble, they change its surface tension, making the bubble more deformable when it comes to forces acting at right angles to its motion, but more rigid and non-stick with respect to forces acting at a tangent. Together, these effects create more vorticity, which in turn contributes to changing the nature of the weight which determines if bubbles can remain in line. Is that all clear now? Yeah. You understand champagne bubbles now? They're not gay, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) Not gay. Thanks, physical review fluids. Thank you. Um, Hangover. Mm. Speaking of. (laughs) Yeah. Speaks to me right now. (laughs) That episode. Mm -hmm. Um, What did the Dutch call Hair of the Dog? Um, So, they have a couple of different terms, I think. The Mm -hmm. one I remember at the moment is morning after pills. Yes. You've got morning after pills or the repair radler. Yeah. Good. Caught wrecked. We have not gone for morning after pills. We've gone for gin and Sprite. Yeah, and 60% vodka. <laughs> and various shots. That's <clears throat> uh, another, another two points to me then. Thank you very much. Um, kombucha. Ooh. Could probably do with one of those right now. Yeah. What does SCOBY stand for? Oh, shit. <laughs> nope. I'm hoping that with multiple choice, I get this right. Scoby. Would you like some multiple choice? Yeah, please. Okay, is it A, symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast? Is it B, special cellulose of biological yeast? Is it C, the Japanese term skoyobioshi, meaning red mushroom tea? Or is it D, the cry of a crime-solving Dane, scoby doby do? <laughs> I think it's the first one. <laughs> it is. It's yes. a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. <sighs> uh, and in, in addition to making kombucha, it can be turned into all manner of useful things like jerky or vegan leather. Hmm. One point to you. Scooby Dooby Doo. Um, episode uh, pub pub names in London. We mm-hmm. were face to face for that one as well. We which were is quite nice. Um, what was in the centre of the cross when you mapped out the Cross Keys pub? So there are four Cross Keys pubs in central London. There's an outlier in Dagenham. Yeah. And if you draw a line between the four of them, the cross, Illuminati style, sits squarely on Buckingham Palace. Correct. They're all lizards. Yep. Yes, they are. 
or sweaty uh, <laughs> might have to edit that out uh, next <laughs> the next episode was on IPA your question this is a bit difficult oh sorry okay. it's what percentage of India's alcohol consumption is beer oh 40% okay I'm going to give you some options okay so no uh, is it A 5% B 15% C, 50%, or D, 95%. I'm inclined to go one up to the 50%, but 95%, no, that's ridiculous. 50%. Incorrect, I'm afraid. The answer is only 5%. Oh. They mostly drink spirits. For example, India is the big, it has the biggest selling whiskey brand in the world. But yeah, they mostly drink spirits. They don't really drink beer. Hmm. Um, you can redeem yourself. What I'll do is you won't get any points, but if you can answer this one correctly, I won't make you do a penalty shot. Okay. What is the IPA brewed by the band Hansen called? Oh. Is it like mm hop? Yeah, it's um hops. Yes! Mm-hops. <laughs> okay, no points, but you don't have to do a shot. I think that's fair, right? Thank you. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kolsch. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the name of the glass that it's served in? So, <clears throat> when they bring you Kolsch, it comes in like round holders called a Kranz or a crown, and these stubby glasses that you get are called Stangen. Yeah. Two points. <laughs> You're so <I'm>, smug. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Still just about avoiding that vodka. It's getting closer to the end. I'm feeling really quite kind of confident about not having to drink that now. Which means it's going to go tits up. <laughs> All right. Your episode that you did more or less solo with me just kind of sitting through it was about US pub names. Uh, yeah. Watch me get this one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so this is all this is all you. Yeah. You told us about a bar which I said sounded like a lesbian punk band. What was it? Well, I don't know. The Growler. <laughs> it wasn't the Growler. Would you like multiple choice? Yeah. Okay, was it A, the fuzzy hole? Was it B, the wet insider? Was it C, atomic liquors? Or was it D, the bush and scissors? It was atomic liquors. It was atomic liquors. Yes. <laughs> Which is so called because it's based at the atomic test site in Nevada. Yes. Apparently they used to stand on the roof of the bar and watch the testing. It is indeed. Not, in fact, a lesbian punk band. One point to you. <laughs> Um, Trappists. Mm -hmm. We found a great name for a drag queen in that episode. Can you remember what it was? Oh, gosh. Um, no, I'm going to need multiple choice. Oh, I had so much fun reading these. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your options are A, mm -hmm. Abby Beer, B, Benedict, C, Scholastica, mm. D, Taint Meadow. So, Taint Meadow is the location of the UK's only Trappist brewery. So-called Taint Meadow. <laughs> Taint Meadow. <laughs> um, but the answer is actually Scholastica, because yeah. she was the sister of St. Benedict. Yeah. Yeah. Good names. Though, Good names. Yeah. Scholastica, I'll take a point for that. Thank you. <laughs> um, right. Next episode was on chocolate. Well, that was not long ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, potentially, you you might remember something. 
Uh, one of the first <laughs> written records of chocolate, drinking chocolate, mm. is in Samuel Pepys's diary, the day after the coronation of King Charles II in 1661. Mm-hmm. How did he describe it? What, the coronation or the chocolate? No, the drinking chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um, warm and fuzzy. Back to the lesbian punk band. Um, <laughs> no, I'll give you some options. Okay. Is it A, an indulgent sweet treat? Is it B, a bitter drink like scum? Is it C, awakening the sexual appetites? Or is it D, a stomach settler for last night's drink? Oh. I'm going to go with the last one. Oh, yes. Yes. I thought you were going to get that wrong. You saved yourself there. Yeah, he was um, He was really hanging uh, the day after the coronation, Samuel Pepys. Uh, he overindulged. He had a hot chocolate the next day to settle his stomach. Uh, okay. One point for you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, on to my last question. Yeah. Uh, from our Orange episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I spoke about Harvey Wallbangers for a bit and the marketing bullshit surrounding it. Yeah. And I shared with you the slogan, Harvey Wallbangers the name and finish the slogan. And you can make it. Yes. Well. Which is pretty underwhelming. Kind of. I'll let you have it. It's close enough, right? I can be made. I can be made. I can be made. You can make it is better than. Harvey Wallbangers the name and I can be made. Yeah. It doesn't even rhyme. (laughs) Stupid marketing people. Get on my wick. Uh, Final question then. Yep. This is it. Um. Unless you score nine points on this question, you haven't won. Spoiler. Again. (laughs) (laughs) So the last episode we did was on thirst. So we take the word tantalising from the Greek legend of Tantalus, who was punished by never being able to drink or eat again. But what did he steal from the gods to deserve such a punishment? I do not remember... I remember that literally like two weeks ago. Yeah, no, I remember him like obviously he had like things just in reach that he couldn't quite get. What did he steal? No, their virginity. I don't know. <laughs> you think he stole the virginity of the gods? Yes. <laughs> Let me give you some options. Was it a a cooking fire, b a golden apple, c ambrosia and nectar? Or D, the course of the river Illusos. It was ambrosia and nectar. It was, because you thought it was rice pudding. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's the food of the gods, mate. <laughs> it was ambrosia and nectar. You can have one point to slightly redeem yourself. Thank you. And avoid a fourth penalty shot. Oh, I um, think I've done okay. I've only had three drinks. Yeah. I had two. I've got... Do you want to know the final scores? It's, it's not going to be good for me, but yeah. <laughs> you've actually done better than previous years. Yeah. Because you've got 12 points this year. Yeah. And I feel like last year you only got about six. <laughs> so I was so drunk last year. It's an improvement. I've got 19 points though. Of course. So yeah, we did. Third, third year in a row victory for me, maybe <laughs> next year. Closing thoughts? How was the um, year for you? It was good. I remember more than I realised. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... The apricot kernels is the one fact that I've brought up the most. Yeah. It's my party trick. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever we're doing amaretto, I'm like, oh, did you know? <laughs> I just want to say that I've seen Leary's party trick and it's not that. Yeah. Um, any any hopes for the year ahead? Hi, hi, hi Tim's mum. <laughs> <laughs> 
and once again, apologies to the state of Croatia. Yeah. Um, any hopes for the next year? Next year episodes? Um, I think we should do more face to face, but I think we should do like a little, like on location stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe go to some haunted pubs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. I would like less face to face. So let's <laughs> let's see how that balances out in the mix. Um, and so our glad don't touch me. And so our glasses everyone dry, which means it's time to go for a quick quiz. And don't forget to wash your hands. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Oh. Cheers some vodka. No. <laughs> Done. Thanks, audience. Okay, <coughs> I've hit, <coughs> hit records, that's on there. Bonus content. <laughs>